Welcome to Stories in the Dark, a podcast about strange and creepy things. Come listen to the dark. Hello, my lovelies. As you know, this is the final episode of Demon Season. We are ending Season 2 and going on a little break so that we can recharge our batteries, spend time in the sun, and write some new creepy stories for you. I hope you enjoy this last episode of season two. It is called Seven Veils. Thank you all for your support, and we look forward to seeing you in season three. I heard about her one night at the Palomino, sipping a whiskey at the leather padded bar while men in suits ordered martinis and gossiped about their mistresses. The black and white club chairs didn't squeak when you moved them, and the waitresses knew how to handle men like these, men who thought they were entitled to everything. I heard about her again a week later. This time, I was in a dive bar playing pool for beer money. The guy I was playing against was all business. I like playing pool with men like him. They don't bluster or talk too much or get too drunk. They just lay their money on the table and hit the cue ball. The other ones are easier marks, but these guys are so chill, we just get into a rhythm. Sometimes I even let them win. My ears perked up when I heard the guys at the other table talking about her. She dances like a dream, Neckbeard said. It's the closest thing to magic I've ever seen, his friend agreed wiping his hands on his affliction shirt before picking up the pool cue. Guys like this don't use words like that. What's so special about her? Their friend hadn't gone with them, apparently. Does she have four tits? The other guys didn't laugh. That's how I knew they really had seen something special. Neckbeard took a drink of his beer and scratched his chin. She dances with these veils, you know, like scarves, long and gauzy. It's beautiful, the things she makes them do. She moves like water, Affliction Guy added, and his friend nodded. I chalked my cue stick and lined up my shot. How many veils? I called out breaking my own rules. Seven, they said, and I missed my shot. The guy I was playing with gave me a look and I shrugged, but I didn't care. I added a couple of twenties to the pile on the table and gave him a nod as I walked away. I needed to find her. The guys told me she danced at a club out on the Southwest Highway. I don't go out that way much, 
I've already seen enough of that life to last more than a few lifetimes. The bouncer gave me a look, but I paid in cash and he didn't say anything. I hadn't bothered to change before I came, and I probably looked a little too androgynous for this trip, but it was fine. Everything was fine. Based on the look of the club, they were used to weird-looking loners on a Tuesday night. This was not the kind of club that made its money on bachelor parties. The floor was sticky, and the place smelled like air freshener and sweat. I didn't want to sit up by the stage, so I sat at a small table back and off to the right, where I could see the DJ booth, the stage, and the door to the back room. My back was to the bar, but that was fine. The girl on the stage was nearing the end of her act, which mainly involved listlessly jiggling herself and occasionally tossing her hair. Her eyes were empty and depressing, and I didn't want to be here. Maybe it would be worth it, but right now it didn't look too good. My drink came, and it was more than half water. I don't normally mind overpaying for watered-down drinks, but this place was giving me the creeps. I turned to look at the bartender and held up my glass and shook my head. He started to shrug, and then he got a good look at my eyes, and he sent over a replacement. The waitress took my drink and waited while I tasted the new one. It was better. I waved at the bartender and tipped the waitress double. She looked way more alert than the girl on the stage, but she wasn't totally here either. There was something really off about this place. I tapped my fingers on the table while I waited. Two more girls came on stage and danced. They didn't have any more energy than the first. This was rough. My waitress came back and asked if I wanted a private dance, and I shook my head. I got a Red Bull and vodka just to stay awake, but I felt like the douchebags who came to places like this. I started picking at the stained fabric of the chair. This club was getting to me. I needed to leave. She wouldn't be dancing in a crappy club like this anyway. Then, the lights changed, and the DJ switched the music to something I'm sure he thought was exotic and mysterious. The stage started pumping out cheap fog, and I leaned back in the cheap chair, missing the comfort of the Palomino bar, and depressed by these special effects. She would hate this. The smoke filled the stage and the hairs on my arms stood up. My heart started beating faster. She stepped lithely through the fog, all her weight on the balls of her feet and her arms weaving a spell written just for me while the smoke wreathed and wound around the curves of her body. I sat up 
and leaned forward and wished I'd changed before I came. I wasn't ready to see her. She wore her veils like armor, and as she moved, I could see the jewels on her bronzed skin. Her dark hair hid her eyes as she danced, and the beauty of her dance held me in place, as it was meant to. The fog, the first of the seven veils, faded to nothing, and then it was just her up there, her and the six remaining veils, and she let her hair fall back from her face, and I saw her glowing amber eyes. It wasn't her. I felt it like lead, like iron, like a binding that wouldn't hold. She looked like her. I tried to let the disappointment wash through me like rain. I stayed to see how it would end, but it wasn't her. I felt the tears in my eyes. They didn't fall. She looked so much like her, though. Younger and more American. Softer cheeks. Smaller hands, longer feet, but those eyes were just like hers. I miss her so much. Of course, it's not her, but she dances beautifully. She whirls and weaves the ancient magic and takes the veils off one by one until the last one is left, gauzy and white against her dark skin. And it is so close to the dance of the seven veils. But she puts a foot wrong here, holds her hands differently there, and it's still beautiful, but it is not the dance. Her amber eyes glow in the dim light, and as she teases the edges of the last veil, she looks at me, she looks into me, and she almost misses a step. She knows who I am. Whatever this is, whoever she is, this is a trap. I stand up to leave, and then they are there, Three men with their hands on me, and I tense. Could you come with us, sir? One of them asks. I do not want to, but then I see her eyes again, and I follow them into one of the back rooms. The lighting is better back here, but I wish it wasn't. I can see signs of rats and a roach crawls so listlessly up one of the walls. I wonder if it has gotten into whatever drugs they give the girls. I smell pine saw and body spray, and I gag a little. There's a man behind a cheap metal desk. He is overweight 
and his little piggy eyes are measuring me when I walk in. The three goons push me into a chair and I sit. Why am I here? I ask, and pig eyes blinks once. We've been expecting you, he says, and I realize I've thrown off his script. He's clearly been practicing for this moment. I don't remember my lines, so I wait. He frowns, clearly expecting me to say something. Then, when it's obvious I won't, he goes on. We have summoned you, O Great One, and we call upon you for a favor. I try not to laugh. He's so serious, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I haven't done this in a long time, so I'm a little rusty, but I try. How dare you call me here, you mewling flesh bag, I roar, and they all look startled, but pleased. They weren't sure they had the right person, I guess. We called you with the ancient dance, great one he continued, and I held up a hand to interrupt him. Technically, she called me, I say, and I watch his little eyes. She belongs to me, he says, and that means any favors you would give to her belong to me. I do not like this man. Where did you find her? I ask. Istanbul, one of the goons says quickly. She was working there and saving up money to come to America. We helped her get here a little faster, Pig Eyes says, and by his leer I can tell he helped himself as well. I want to talk to her. I want to know if she knows her the one I'm looking for. She must. So I try to speed this up. What would you have me do? I prompt them. They tell me some long, winding story about a rival club and drugs and some sort of deal that fell through. It is a terrible story, and I tune most of it out, but I stop them at one point. Why do you drug the girls? I thought I had seen most of the evils of men, but when they tell me about the girls and the drugs, my control slips and they start to look afraid. What did they think I was? What do you want me to do? I roar again, and they jump. Stop wasting my time. We want our money back, Pig Eyes says, and we want you to curse the other club. And more girls, one of the goons says. Younger ones. I fucking hate these guys. I wasn't sure at first how much I hated them, but now I am. They start the ritual words, but I hold up a hand. 
Were there others there, I ask? Others like her? If I breathed, I would be holding my breath while I wait. They do not understand why I'm asking, and so they laugh and leer and speak their vulgarities, but nowhere in their chatter is an answer. We do have rules and laws, you know. They are just different from yours. So I let them finish the ritual. I could just leave, but I don't want to. I want to see how this plays out. I, in fact, want to play. They say the words and they throw the salt, and when they are done, they inform me that I am required to do their bidding. I keep sitting there. Go, they say. Money, enemies, girls, they remind me. I yawn. We command you, Pig Eyes says, and that is what I have been waiting for. You command me, little worm? I stare at him while I let myself change. I take off this too tight human suit in front of him while my teeth turn to needles and my arms and legs grow and my tail lashes behind me. Smoke curls from my nose and the air does not smell like pine sol anymore. It smells like matches and desert heat and night-blooming jasmine. They are afraid, but they are not afraid enough. They think they are protected. You have to do what we say, Pig Eyes says. You obey us now. I reach out and stroke his face with a claw and then flick the blood on the floor. We have bound you, he says, eyes wider, frantic. You can't hurt us. One of the goons runs for the door, but I do not let it open. You forget yourselves, I hiss. You were safe until you tried to bind me. Do you know? My kind cannot interfere with yours unless you will it. But we have one very specific exception. If you try to bind me and fail, I own you. We did everything right, one of the goons cries out. Please don't hurt us. I slice off his ear and play with it. It's slightly bigger than the other one. I wish they wouldn't scream so much. I don't really like all the noise, and so I take their voices. I will tell you a secret first, I whisper to them, holding the ear up to my mouth. That wasn't the dance of the seven veils. 
You did not summon me here, and that is why your binding was flawed. And then I took their ears, and their noses, and their eyes. I saved their tongues for last. Usually, tongues are so sweet, but theirs were ruined with lies. I wanted to hurry and go find the girl, but we have so many rules, and this is one of the most important. I have to make an example of them, lest others think it's a good idea to try and summon me. There are so few left who know we exist, and as much as I can, I like to make sure it stays that way. As they say, one of our greatest tricks is convincing mankind that we don't exist. But for those who do know, they will hear of this and know it for the warning that it is. When I leave, they are in pieces and the room is washed in blood. I find little packets of powder in the dusk and I scatter it around the room. There is cash, too, and I shove it in a bag and I walk out and close the door behind me. There is blood on my skin and I burn it off. It smokes and fouls the air. I try to squeeze myself down into my human form again, but it is hard. I do not often get to play like this, and my body wants to stay what it is. But I cannot terrorize this whole club as I am. Even in their drugged state, the girls would remember. So I squeeze myself smaller and smaller, until I can almost pass as one of them. I almost look normal, but my eyes feel wild and I want to dance in the wind, but I have to finish this first. I have to find her. I have to know if she knows the dance and changed it on purpose, or if she doesn't know anything at all. I have to know if there are others like her, Maybe one of them can lead me to Salome. Someone had to have taught her what she knows. It is close enough to the real dance that it means the dance is still out there somewhere. The dance of binding. The unwinding of a woman and the binding of an afreet. Man's one way to trap us. I go from room to room. Most are empty, but in some I find a woman and a customer. When I do, I tell the men to leave and I give the woman money from the bag. I cheat a little and I take the drugs from their blood and I uncloud their minds and I set a minor compulsion on them. I do not find her in the rooms. I go to the dressing room, and there are a handful of girls just sitting on couches and chairs, 
staring at nothing. I look at them one by one, but none of them are the girl that danced for me. I help all of them. No matter how much money I take from the bag, it never empties, and I give all of them enough that they can find their way if they wish. But she is not here. I ask, and the women point to one of the lockers. There is a note taped to it. It says, I'm sorry, and you're welcome. But do not look for me. Do not look for me, and I will not dance for you, and we will both be the better for it. It is signed with an S, and I fall to my knees and cry. I miss her so much. I cannot ever stop looking for her. I pray I never find her. (laughs) 